Do you feel sorry for Theresa May? Sometimes I do. I mean, she's being held. Why yeah. do you feel sorry for Sometimes her? Sometimes I do. Why do you feel sorry for her? Well, I just look at her and just think she looks dreadful. Um, what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business? And the, the stuff about me paddling all the nonsense the sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. You just can't call it. We will not be caught with no clothes on. I've always been a completely normal UK tax player. It's not in opposition that I want to be, and it's Nicola's desk I want. I want to serve this country <laughs> as First <laughs> Minister <laughs> and its Labour values. You can have the desk, you're just not getting the job. <laughs> If you've been to Peppa Pig World, who's been to Pads? I've anybody who's been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing opening up new pork markets. I mean, seriously, besties, what the actual fuck? Hiya, besties. It's me, Jennifer Wan, and this is what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business. Easter is over and there's been a lot going on and we're going to jump right into it right now. So grab a drink, grab a snack, get comfy and cosy because we are about to do it. So racism Let's talk about racism. One of the things, actually, that people like to pretend is that racism basically went away a long time ago. And, um, well, this uh, served as a huge reminder that it absolutely has not. Um, So (laughs) let's have a chat about this. Um, A conservative councillor, Andrew Edwards. Well... Jesus fucking Christ. So Nation Cymru, which is an independent news website focusing on Wales, they obtained some audio of the Conservative councillor. And here's what he had to say. Here's what he had to say. Nothing wrong with the skin colour at all. I think all white men should have a black man as a slave or black woman as a slave, you know? There's nothing wrong with skin colour. It's just that they're lower class than us white people, you know? Bitch, what the fuck? I... (laughs) We've really got elected officials out here advocating for slavery and some people want to front like there's no racism honey i mm, <laughs> girl listen this shit is revolting it's disgusting um he referred himself to the public services ombudsman but frankly only because in my opinion nation Cymru, they they put that shit out there they put him on blast and they said well bitch Here you go. Um, I don't think that he would have referred himself to the public services ombudsman had they not been given that audio and published it. I, I just... If that hadn't happened, I, I don't think he would have done so. Um, it's... (laughs) It's disgusting to me. 
It is absolutely disgusting to me. Um, speaking of disgusting to me, Matt Hancock. <laughs> I can't stand that puta. Uh, so Matt Hancock, former disgraced health secretary, attention seeker extraordinaire, wannabe celebrity, but never quite got there. He is currently under investigation by the Parliamentary Commissioner for Standards. He is alleged to have breached paragraph 14 of the Code of Conduct for MPs by lobbying the Commissioner to influence his consideration of whether a breach had occurred. Who's surprised? I mean, this is Matt Hancock, the man who thinks that rules don't apply to him. He can do what he wants. It's all fine because he's, you know, he's Matt Hancock and he can just, you know, he can just do what he wants. He can just live his life and be a celebrity and whatever. Mm -mm. I mean, the frustrating thing is that probably nothing's going to come of it, which is, I mean, I, I, like I said before, I completely understand why people get irritated and they just want to disengage because they see someone like Matt Hancock constantly breaking the rules um no regard for decency at all and always seeming to get away with it however however a small bit of justice because Matt Hancock got dragged on Twitter this week so um the Grand National happened I'll be real with you I don't really vibe with that um, I, I don't understand anything about horse racing personally, but what I do know is that every year horses die during the Crown National. Now, I'm not going to pretend to be some kind of veterinary expert, right? But it seems pretty sus to me that every year at this event, horses die. I, I don't think it's the case that just out in the world in general horses just drop dead all the time I don't think that's happening so to me I think there's something very fucking sus going on that at this event every year horses die many horses die like what, what the fuck is that would be my major question but my issues with the Grand National aside it happened and um and there were some protesters from a group called Animal Rising, who disrupted the event to try and stop it from, from beginning. Um, so the race was apparently delayed because of that. Shout out to them, honestly. Honestly, honestly, love that from them. Matt Hancock did not love it. So he tweeted, um, what a race. Glad the attention-seeking, this bitch has the nerve to call someone else attention-seeking, wow. Glad the attention-seeking protester trying to ruin the hashtag Grand National completely failed. Thanks to Merseyside Police and the Jockey Club, the Jockey Club, girl, for keeping people safe. A great result for wonderful British racing. And then Animal Rising quote tweeted him and said everyone breaks the rules sometimes Matt but at least we were trying to save lives and don't mind being caught on camera <laughs> they came for him and they didn't miss they dragged the bitch darling I live um 
I mean, it's true. They were trying to save the lives of those horses. What did Matt Hancock ever do of value? Let alone when he was breaking the rules. Absolutely nothing. So shout out to Animal Rising for dragging Matt Hancock and also for trying to save horses. We appreciate you. We really fucking do. What do we not appreciate? It's Anna Dean. <laughs> She's back. Oh, God. Uh, so now she's a columnist as well as a TV host and a, just a general pain in the ass. So Nadine Doris, uh, former culture secretary, complete disaster. Uh, she is now a columnist for the Daily Mail. Yay. Uh <laughs> So uh, her column was advertised in the mail uh, with a, a poster of her in a, well, it's a dress, it's pink, it's, it's certainly a pink dress. Um, and it says, watch out, wokies, mother, grandmother, ex-nurse, self-made businesswoman, best-selling novelist, oh, and former cabinet minister, who's the is more the authentic voice of working people than Sir Keir Starmer will ever be. Nadine Doris! Don't miss her first column in Tuesday's Daily Mail. And aren't you glad that this week's podcast is a tad late? Because you know what we can do now? Do you know? We can actually... We, we can fucking read this column. Let's go. Um, I, <laughs> I've been saving this. So you are getting my authentic reaction here. I Listen, I can't wait for Nadine Doris to stand down officially so I can unfollow her on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Um, right, let's have a read of this. Oh, it's in Mail Plus, so I might actually be able to read the whole thing because I'm not paying for this. Um, <laughs> Progress has made women less safe on our wards, says Nadine. Um, are, they, are they really not going to... Let me see if I can find an archive link because, girl, I am not paying for that. Mm -mm. I am not giving the mail none of my money because I am a, a good person. Um, <laughs> so... Let's check. Let's check. Oh, she's turned off replies. Oh, Nadine. Oh, Nadine. Oh, dear. So much for free speech, my darling. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can find an archive link. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I thought we could we could have a bit of a read. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll make up what it probably says. All right. Are you ready? Um, Something, something woke. Something, something betrayed Boris. Something, something ultra woke. Fucking working people are just like me, even though I haven't had a proper job in decades. Boris, come back, my darling. And that'll probably be it. Yeah. So you can look forward to that every week because she's got a weekly column now in the mail. Um, and she announced this with a tweet and it said, my first weekly column. Oh, baby's first weekly column. Adorable. Respect to journalists everywhere. That was blooming hard work.
Jesus Christ. Shocking statistics reveal rape and sexual assault in our hospital wards. Uh, Nadine, sweetheart, I just want to take a moment to remind you that your party's in government. So, um, you know, perhaps you should look closer to home for answers on that. Um, Philip Schofield, um, she's... she's um, she spelt Schofield wrong, but that's fine. Keanu Reeves and more, plus a sneaky literary quote. <laughs> oh, guys, I think we're really missing out. I really think we're missing out here. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, so she was also on the front page of the Daily Mail. Um, there's a picture of her. Again, she's wearing pink. It's very Umbridge. Um, and it says, Nadine, why I'm not welcoming finger-jabbing Schofield back to the sofa. What? Literally, who cares about Philip Schofield? Like, do we care about that? Is that a thing? I, I don't know. I don't care about Philip Schofield if it helps. Um... But you know what I do care about? I do care about unintentional references to the thick of it. An iconic television show, if you've never watched it. I believe, unfortunately, it's it's being uh, kept behind the horrid and terrifying gates of BritBox right now. Um, but listen, scam a free trial and just watch it if you haven't. Just scam it. Just, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so... Rishi Sunak was at a pub <laughs> this week um, and he was photographed at this pub um, and the only, uh, <laughs> the only um, signage that you could see of the pub in this photo of Rishi and he's he looks like he's having a really great time. He's there with all his people, having a lovely, lovely time. He's smiling. He's wearing jeans because he wants you to know he's just a casual, easygoing guy. And right up in the top of the picture, you can see one word in massive letters, crooked. <laughs> it's giving I am bent energy. I, a bitch. Did he really not think it through? Listen, if you are a very, very hated politician, you have got to check behind you. It's, oh, it's given David Cameron outside of Peacock's energy as well. My dude. My dude. <laughs> oh, dear. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Tut, tut, tut. Um, but Rishi is also planning ahead uh, for the local elections because, well, things don't look too hot for the Tories. And so he's got a plan. And his plan, apparently, according to her sources, is to blame Boris Johnson and Liz Truss. <laughs> I mean, listen, the fact that he already knows he needs to have a plan in place for when shit gets real and it all gets fucked up is quite funny. Um, but the fact that his plan is basically just to blame his predecessors. 
I mean, listen, Rishi is clearly capable of fucking up all by himself. He doesn't need their help. He's got plenty of his own screw-ups. I mean, (laughs) have some confidence in yourself, Rishi. You're just as shit as those two. Don't write yourself off, mate, honestly. Um, But you know who he probably should write off and still won't? Uh It's Dominic Rob. So Dominic Rob still a bit of a problem for the prime minister because <laughs> coming soon uh to Rishi's desk and then to the world is a report on Dominic Rob's bullying. Um and this is I think going to be a huge problem for the prime minister. It's also been revealed that Dominic Raab told the Lord Chief Justice to send fewer criminals to prison because prisons were too overcrowded. And apparently that letter was part of what prompted the Labour Party's um, (laughs) divisive problematic controversial attack ads that we talked about last week interesting i'm starting to not i'm starting to i have always thought but perhaps rishi is starting to think maybe that dominic rob is way more trouble than he's worth but the problem for rishi sunak is that he's in too deep he has defended rob too many times so he can't now get rid of him effectively because he's he simped for him too many times so now he's he's sort of stuck like he's he's literally stuck with him it's dumb dumb bitch behavior and the consequences of rishi sunak having just a <laughs> just alarmingly low standards for his government means that he he can't really throw out someone like rob because he's going to be called a hypocrite it's going to be a huge problem for him um but you know it turns out i think that the conservative party in general has those low standards because uh, former cabinet minister Alec Sharma is now also facing bullying allegations of his own from civil servants who claim that he swore at them, had an aggressive temper and didn't actually offer guidance. So it sounds to me a similar problem um, to what's been described with Dominic Raab, where, you know, you have somebody who gets frustrated, wants things done a certain way, but doesn't have the skills um, to be able to articulate what they want and guide people and help people um, to do what they need to do. And so just shouts and screams and throws stuff instead, which, in my opinion, makes someone a very obviously bad candidate for an important job. And yet in the Conservative Party, it's it's a massive green flag for some reason. Um there was a member of staff who apparently had to take antidepressants to cope with the working environment with Alec Sharma. And I... I I really... um, 
I very much feel for the people that had to work in these environments. Um, because there are, there are some people and they're trying to write it off as, oh, that's just how work is, you know. You just, you just got to grow up and get, get over it. No. Behaviour like... Th- oh, my God, there's an ice cream van. Focus, focus. Um, Behaviour like that is not... Oh, my God, it's right outside my house, guys. Oh, my God, what if I just went and got an ice cream? No, 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 I've got ice cream in the freezer. I've got to be my own mum here. No, we've got ice cream at home and you're literally in the house and the kitchen is like a metre away. You don't need to go and spend money on ice cream. You don't even have money to spend on ice cream. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's fine, it's fine. Where were we? Um, Yes, bullying, workplace bullying. Some people will try and normalise it and they'll act like it's just a thing you should just get over and grow up. And But no. No, it it is not the case and should not be the case that people are being bullied in the workplace. It shouldn't be the case that people are shouting at each other in a workplace. That's not normal behaviour. If you are actually good at your job, you don't need to shout. You can you can articulate what it is you need, what it is you want. If if you are in a senior position in a job, you should not be shouting at people because you should have the skills to be able to get what you need from your workforce. And when they leave your employment, they should have new skills and and experience that's going to help them in other workplaces. That's the whole point. If they come out of your workplace traumatised and and frightened and upset, then obviously you're a massive failure. And what I'm getting here is that the Conservative Party is full of massive failures who have absolutely no clue how to support the, the workers that they are responsible for. And I I, I don't want to normalise that. I don't want to normalise workplaces where people are screamed and shouted at, where people's mental health suffers because they they never know what's going to happen. They're in this constant, aggressive, combative... I don't know if I said that word correctly, but never mind... environment where they are constantly feeling like they're under attack. That's not normal and we shouldn't accept that as normal. And I... I am so tired of Tories and some of their media lapdogs trying to normalise this. It's not normal. Behaviour like that is not normal. There is something wrong with people who behave like that. And I'm tired of pretending that there isn't. I'm done. I'm not doing it. I <laughs> I point blank refuse to do it. I won't. Um, I absolutely won't. Um, things I won't do. Additional things I won't do. Speaking of things that I won't do. Well... <laughs> oh, dear. I mean... No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, But what I won't do, and some may consider this to be problematic, but like I have my reasons and I'll go into those. But what I won't do is boo the LGBT Tories at Pride. Yes, I'm going to talk about gay stuff. Get ready. Um, So I, I have, I've actually been going to Pride since before I was out. 
I used to just pretend I liked going because I was like really into drag race and sometimes they booked like Rue girls and stuff. But the truth was I literally went because it was like, I just want to feel like I'm in a place where I belong, even though I can't tell everyone that I belong yet. So it was a very therapeutic and nice thing for me. Um, <laughs> but now, now that I'm out, obviously it's a lot more fun. Um, because, you know, I can spend time with people and see my friends and, and just, you know, really kind of, um, you know, get into it. And it's it's a lovely time to be able to celebrate the heritage and history of the LGBT community. Um, one of the things that has <laughs> that has always been the case, uh, as long as I've been going and probably uh, far before that, is that every year at London Pride, which is the one I tend to go to, the LGBT Tories, they get booed. And I'll be honest, I feel uncomfortable with that. Now, before you go off at me, let me explain why. Because I know that some people are going to say, but, oh, but the, you know, the Tories, they're, you know, they, mm, they, they do bad things to the community. And I'm aware of that. But if you actually look into the LGBT Tories, they do a lot of work to try and steer their party in a more friendly direction towards the LGBT community. Do they always succeed? No, but they at least try, right? And in addition to that, in addition to that, whether people like it or not, you have to accept that there are LGBT people with different political views to you and different worldviews and so on and so forth. Um, and it may be difficult for some people to understand how an LGBT person could also be conservative, but it happens. And, and it's not really for anyone to tell them that they don't belong in their own space. A person being a member of the Conservative Party does not suddenly make them a, like a cis heterosexual person. Like they are still, you know, gay or bi or trans or, you know, whoever they happen to be you don't get to take away their identity and therefore their right to claim a place in the community and communal spaces because of their membership of a political party. I'm aware some people don't vibe with what I've just said, but like, <laughs> this is my podcast and I do what I want. Now, you know, would I, for example... um would I date an LGBT Tory? I don't think that I would. Because, you know, me, <laughs> me as a space, <laughs> I mean, listen, they get to be in pride, but they don't get to be in me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, they don't get to have access to me, but I'm not going to tell them that they can't be part of a community that they have every right to be a part of, right? So that's why I I don't support booing the Tory group. Um, I don't support booing any of the political parties that, that march at Pride. Um, like I said, the one I mainly go to is London. 
Um, so you also have uh, Labour. Uh, sometimes the Greens show up. So. I've seen them a couple times. The SNP uh, as well uh, is, is normally there. And if you went last year and you looked, you, you may have seen a certain girly. You may have. It was me. Um, <laughs> um, I was living my best life. There was a moment, and because um, I, I had a... I had a lesbian flag girl. It was it was great. And I was walking down and there's these these two girls, they suddenly start screaming and they're pointing at me and they went, lesbian, lesbian. I was like, yes. Yes, indeed. It felt um iconic. Anyways, so you get all kinds of political groups, is what I'm saying. But this year, we may not get the Labour Party. Hmm interesting so lgbt labor have said that they may withdraw from pride marches not just in london but across the uk because they don't feel safe or comfortable marching as part of the labor group because of how the lgbt community currently feels about the labor party now it's important to note when I when I say that, I'm I'm just saying you know I'm just repeating effectively what they have said, um, when they spoke to Tom Harwood from GB News. It's not fair to say that the LGBT community is like a whole, you know, thing that always agrees with each other. We don't always believe the same things, you know. Um, and we certainly have our differences and we're all individual people. So it's not to say that every LGBT person is fucking fuming with the Labour Party. Um, I mean, there are some that are very into the Labour Party right now, but there are also some that feel very let down by the Labour Party. Um, to be honest, <laughs> uh, <laughs> given... Given the way that the environment and the vibe at Pride normally is, I would say you're probably going to get more people that are not super into the Labour Party right now. Um, do I think that LGBT Labour members would be in danger? I hope not. And I, I think not. Because, I mean, there's barriers and there's security and there's a huge police presence at most Pride events. Um, however, I do understand why they would feel that they are if they have, um, if they have, you know, faced a lot of backlash. So they may feel, even if, you know, there may not actually be any danger present they might feel that there is you know so I, I i get it i i suppose um and so the lgbt wing of the labor party is considering withdrawing from pride events because they are worried about backlash they don't feel comfortable they don't feel safe why what's going on well um so the Labour Party has gone on a journey, and by journey I mean like one of those crazy loopy loopy roller coasters. When it comes to uh, trans rights, they have kind of gone back and forth on that, um, 
a lot. And I think LGBT Labour, from what I can see, I think that they feel stuck in the middle because obviously they have their own membership who who want reform and they want change. And the Labour Party keeps going back and forth on that. And so they feel very powerless. Uh, but they are still trying to, you know, to give, you know, their own members, but also the community in a wider sense, what they are asking for. And so they're kind of, like I said, they're stuck in the middle. Um, and not not to be that guy, but perhaps this may be something that the LGBT Tories can relate to. And if if LGBT Labour's fear is that they will receive backlash, well, perhaps they they could put themselves in, in other political groups' shoes. Now, I, as I said, I don't think that it's right to be booing anybody at Pride. I think it's supposed to be a space for everybody. People can have their thoughts on what I've just said and that's fine, but that's that's just how I see it. And I, I don't mean to be a bitch and I am certainly not victim blaming and I'm not saying that anybody from the Labour Party should feel unwelcome or unsafe at Pride events. But what I will say is that I have seen um, Labour members or at least people who were part of the Labour group on that day, being quite unwelcoming to the LGBT conservatives. And maybe now we can have a conversation and we can have a think about whether that behaviour is acceptable towards any group that is present at a Pride event. Maybe we can have that conversation now. And maybe that conversation will actually go somewhere when it's not just the Tories facing it. I do wonder. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't actually think it will. <laughs> I don't actually think it will. Um, I, I imagine... I imagine that I have a feeling that LGBT Labour will will be at at least London Pride because I think maybe it's going to look quite bad if London Pride is headed up by a Labour mayor and then his party's LGBT group just doesn't show up. So I think I think maybe the party itself as a whole is going to try and and persuade and and give assurances so we'll see um and i do hope that if they are there i hope that they feel safe and that they feel welcomed and that they feel part of the community but i hope that not just them but everybody can make the effort to make sure everybody feels like that because that's the whole point so we'll see we'll see Terrible news, gang. Rishi Sunak believes I should be embarrassed because I'm not good at maths. So I've said quite a lot um, on this show <laughs> um, that I, I really struggle with maths and I always have. I probably always will. Um, 
I, I don't really know uh, what I can do about that. It is what it is, you know. Um, it was definitely my biggest weakness at school. Um, and it's something that, you know, it's, it's my lifelong struggle era. Uh, but Rishi has some thoughts on that. Um, so this week, uh, he he decided uh, to come out with a little hot take. And he said, adults who can't understand basic maths should be embarrassed. Uh, and apparently we're, we're fucking the economy because we struggle a little with numbers. <laughs> I mean... I'm just, I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I was not in government, um, crashing the economy. That was not me. I was also not in government and I was not chancellor handing out cash like sweets at Halloween during COVID to companies that didn't actually need it letting all this fraud happen and then not even bothering to try and get it back. That wasn't me. That was Rishi, Mr. Maths Shamer. That was him. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't feel embarrassed, you know. <laughs> it's a weakness I have. You know, it's a flaw. But you know what? I pay my taxes, unlike some people we can mention. Um, I I try and help people where I can. Um, I'm angry about the things people are going through right now. I don't just turn away from it and try and distract people to try and keep hold of some power and some perks that's not me. That's Rishi. Mr. You should be embarrassed if you struggle with maths. Is really out here trying to act like he gets to shame anybody. Bitch. (laughs) Bitch, are you serious? There are people in full-time work going to fucking food banks. You should be embarrassed, bitch. There are people having to line down the street just to get the tiniest crumb of a chance at renting a house. You should be embarrassed, bitch. There are people being forced out, priced out of their neighbourhoods because everything's too expensive. You should be embarrassed, bitch, not me. Mm -mm. (laughs) Everybody's on strike because your government is trash. You should be embarrassed, bitch, not me. I... Listen, I'll be real with you. I personally, I don't respect Rishi Sunak's opinion and I don't respect him as a person. So him trying to tell me that I should feel embarrassed or whatever doesn't really faze me because I don't care. Like, (laughs) you can't feel upset if you don't respect the person. Do you know what I mean? However, what what I will say is that, you know, the literal prime minister talking down to a bunch of people, trying to shame a bunch of people... There are going to be a lot of people who do not have the delusional self-confidence that I have who, who are going to hear that 
And they, they are going to feel ashamed and they are going to feel embarrassed about something that they can't help. There are a lot of reasons why people would struggle with maths. And I'll tell you something. It is pretty much never because the person is stupid or incapable. That is one of my biggest frustrations when it comes to um, learning and education and skills. So many people are written off as stupid when in actual fact it's normally just that they have a different learning style or they just need things to be explained to them in a different way and a lot of the time schools don't have the resources to be able to accommodate that. Adult education, the funding's not there, it's not available and again whose fault is that? That's the government. So it's not that anyone who struggles with maths is stupid you know, um, there's also stuff like um, dyscalculia, I think I said that right, let's hope, <laughs> um, you know, that can be an, an issue for people too, and these are not things that people should feel embarrassed about, but the stigma will make them feel embarrassed, and all Rishi Sunak has done is increase that stigma. He's not helping these people. He's not motivating these people. He's not providing them with the resources they need, the opportunities they need to to get better with their maths and to improve their skills. He's not actually doing anything of value. He's just being a bitch. He's just being mean for the fucking sake of it. He is just, just being a twat. Like, nothing nothing was done here. Nobody was helped. He just made some people feel shit about themselves. That was it. That was literally it. He thinks he did something. He didn't. Which I... I, I feel like that sums up uh, the Conservatives pretty well. Um, so, Rishi, I don't feel embarrassed. Um, I struggle with maths. Yeah, I do. But I don't feel embarrassed because I have so many other good qualities about myself. And when it comes to maths, yeah, I struggle, but I try my best. I'm not the one making people's lives worse in the name of profit. I am not the one making people's lives worse in the pursuit of power. That's you. And you should be embarrassed, not me. So local elections are coming up. I do hope you're registered to vote. And don't forget, you will need photo ID. There is a link in the description to a place where you can get free voter ID. It is legit. So if you need voter ID and you don't have it yet, definitely check out citizen cards. They will be accepted and they are free using the code in the description so definitely check that out i've got my id um i've got a little provisional driving license i don't know that i'm gonna learn to drive but at least i've got id so i can be part of democracy <laughs> but local elections are coming up um and there was <laughs> uh, there was a leaflet from some tory candidates that went a little bit viral this week Mary and Michael Green. Oh dear. 
the Conservative candidates for the election. And here's their plan for Moss Side and Midge Hall. A green and cleaner Moss Side ward, youth activity and enterprise zones, tackling speed and improving road safety, scheme to help first-time buyers, from debt-free to debt-ridden. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> it looks like that was a little bit of a typing error. I think they probably meant from debt-ridden to debt-free. Um, oh, baby, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that is so unfortunate. Oh, my God. <laughs> but apparently Mary and Michael have a proven track record of delivering for their community. Um, but apparently not a proven track record of uh, getting leaflets printed properly. How unfortunate. How unfortunate. Um, speaking of unfortunate... We haven't talked about him in a while. Um, Michael Gove. <laughs> Michael Gove. Um, a, uh, a very unfortunate man. Deep in a midlife crisis. Um, and apparently so deep in his midlife crisis that he just doesn't doesn't feel like doing his job properly um so michael gove apparently blocked 165 new homes from being built because he found them too ugly bitch you don't need to live in them you just need to build them so that we can fucking hell Listen, I don't care if a house is ugly on the outside. I just want to play. I, I just want a place to live, bitch. I just want a place to call my own. I want to not have the fucking insecurity of renting. I just want a place. I just want a space that's mine. I. That is privilege. Like that. That is just a pure display of privilege. You know, and, and you know what? From the sketches, these homes actually don't look ugly. They actually look really nice. Um, but this is a guy. He can afford to just pass on these projects and block them and not allow for more housing stock to be available to people like us. Because he's fine. He's taken care of. He doesn't need to worry. He's not trying to get on the ladder. He's okay. So the rest of us, we're just sort of at the mercy of his weird whims. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. I don't like that. So as we mentioned earlier, Rishi has his excuses in early when it comes to the local elections. But it's now predicted that the Conservative Party could lose more than a thousand seats at the local elections. <laughs> oh, baby, I love it. I'm excited for that. I am excited. I, I think that's great. I love that for us. <laughs> I'm so excited for the election now. It's going to be lit. I'm really excited. Um, I'm feeling in the mood for it. I'm ready to go. I've got my polling card. That was nice. I've got a couple of leaflets through. I've got a lot of leaflets from the Conservatives. It feels very much like they are actually worried for the first time in a long time. Like they, um, they really, really think it's going to happen. They're going to lose quite a few seats and I I love when they feel like 
reality. I love when they are full of dread about this. I'm loving it. It's great. It's a great, it's a great thing. You know what else I love? And I really love this. I really do. <laughs> Hamza Youssef, First Minister of Scotland, has announced that his government plans to charge double the rate of council tax for second homes. That is so fucking skinny. That is iconic. That is very much that bitch behaviour. We fucking love this. Hamza Youssef, you will always be famous. I love it. I do. Listen, I know, okay? Some people are gonna... <laughs> I better not have, like, landlords in my emails because... <laughs> Don't come at me with that nonsense. Listen, there's a housing crisis going on. And this is a man who is serious about dealing with it. He's like, if you bitches are going to hoard houses, you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay. Okay? He's like, uh-uh. We are fixing to get people in those homes. They are not investments. They are homes. Let's get it together. If you want to hoard the housing, you're going to pay. I love that from him. I fucking love that from him. Like I said, it's very fucking skinny behavior. He also said this this week. Go. So he was at the TUC Congress and he said that the Scottish government will not enforce the minimum service levels bill. If you... Uh, if you need a little refresh, a little reminder, that was legislation brought forward by the UK government to try and force striking workers to work by um, implementing minimal service levels, which effectively neutered strikes and just massively decreased their effectiveness. And he has said that the Scottish government will not enforce that legislation. Icon, skinny legend, that girl, except he's a guy, love that from him. Um, it's just a little bit fucking iconic, I'm so sorry, it just is, it just is. You know what else is iconic? <laughs> and this actually came out after I recorded my little rant about maths, but it's, <laughs> it's simply funny. So, um... Rishi Sunak, he's been really into promoting the idea of extending the teaching of maths up to 18. He's out here shaming people who struggle with their maths. Well, some things have occurred. Number one, they don't have enough teachers to extend the teaching of maths. It's not going to happen. They don't have enough teachers and they're struggling to recruit teachers. So it's not going to happen. That seems like pretty simple maths to me. And number two, <laughs> the policy of making everybody study maths until 18 has been shelved, shelved after the government were only able to obtain one case study on the issue. And the case study, <laughs> the case study showed that it was unfair to force people to study maths until 18. <laughs> it was unworkable, it was unfair. 
to laugh. I have to laugh. Now who's embarrassed, bitch? Now who's embarrassed? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's still not me. Oh. But you know who we may need to embarrass? I mean, listen. I don't think we need to be mean about it just yet. We can give him a chance to get on board. But if he decides to be a clown about it, then maybe we start a little bit of shaming. Keir Starmer is currently under pressure to commit to free school meals for all primary school pupils. Now, this is already the case in Wales and Scotland. And so teaching unions want to know, why won't you commit to that for England? Now, I'm not saying that we <laughs> we try and bully him into saying yes just yet. Because he may come round and say, yeah, yeah, I vibe with that. Let's do it. But just in case he doesn't, I really feel like we need to push him on that. It's, I mean, listen, it's good for him. It's good for the kids. It's good for the nation. Just do it, Keir. Just do it, man. Come on. It's it's something that's not going to cost a ton of money and it's going to make a difference to a lot of kids. I just... I, just do it. Just fucking do it, mate. Feed the kids. Just fucking feed the kids. I It's not hard. And listen, I... The way things are going at the minute, it does look like the Labour Party is going to be at the head of the next UK government. And if that's the case, I I want something bigger from Keir Starmer because right now the vibe I'm getting from the Labour Party, th there's a lack of ambition. And I I think we need more than just we're not as scammy and scummy as the Tories. We need big ideas. We need big action. If there are hungry kids, we need them fed. It shouldn't even be a question. There shouldn't need to be pressure to commit to this. It should just be straight out the gate. Yes, we're going to feed the kids. Of course, it makes sense. You know, kids are at school. Um, school is mandatory. School is already incredibly expensive for parents as it is, you know, with uniforms and school supplies and school trips and all of that, all of the carry-ons and shenanigans you get as a parent. Let's take a little bit of that pressure off by making sure all of the kids are fed. That saves parents money. It means there's no stigma on the playgrounds because nobody is going to be picked on for being on free school meals if everybody's on free school meals. And it makes sure kids are fed. They are not hungry. They're able to focus on their schoolwork. They're able to get a good education because they're not hungry. When you're hungry, you can focus less. You know, you're not able to take everything in. It's just, it's, it's, a, mis it's a decision that makes complete sense. And, and if he's smart, he will get on board with this. Because this is what we are told the Labour Party is about. Improving lives, making things better. So show me. Don't just tell me. Show me. 
because I'm not interested in being told what you are or what you think you are. I want to see it. And I want to see it now. That's all for this week, besties. But I'll catch you again next week. Love you. Bye. I nearly wet myself then. Thanks for listening, bestie. I hope you enjoyed the show and I will see you again next time for a new episode of What the Actual Fuck is Going On With This Whole Politics Business. Uh, the, the stuff about me paddleboarding, nonsense, the sea was actually closed. It was a, a red notice. You just can't call it. We will not be caught with no clothes on. I've always been a completely normal UK tax player. It's not in opposition that I want to be in, it's Nicola's desk I want. I want to serve this country as First Minister and as Labour values. You can have the desk, you're just not getting the job. I don't know if you've been to Peppa Pig World. Who's been to Pans? I've been been to Peppa Pig World. In December, I'll be in Beijing, opening up new pork markets. I mean, seriously. What the actual?